when I had my shortcomings, like he drained me. So basically he drained me the whole relationship. Right. So I was right. But that, I mean, I'm not blaming that on him because I'm an adult. And like I told you before, I think the thing that hurt me the most about this relationship is that I didn't stick to my boundaries. Like I didn't stick to what I knew I wouldn't do. Like I always say, I wouldn't do this and I'm not going to do this. And I'm not going to do that. But I did, I, everything I said I wouldn't do, I did it for him. So that's one thing that pissed me off. Yeah, but I was mad at myself for that because when it came to him, like, I just, I'm not going to say I didn't know my self-worth. I didn't stick to it. And I let him play with me, like, three years. And I'm not talking about, like, infidelity and shit like that. Just being, and I don't know another term for it, so I'm going to just say it like this, but just, like, being a fucking loser, like, being a bum. Like, I have never, ever dated a loser or a bum in my life. But I was like... Uh, yeah, money, like in the beginning, money, in the beginning, like the first year, yeah, money-wise, but then towards the end of our relationship, he got his money up. Like, I, I really wasn't tripping about the finances, but like, so like, for instance, let me take you on a quick summary. When I first met him, yes, he was attractive, right? But when I started to get to know him, he, he was super duper depressed. Like, he wasn't brushing his teeth. He wasn't taking baths. He wasn't like, he was drinking, like, he was an alcoholic, like, he was passing out drunk, he was smoking weed, hanging out with these two niggas that were complete bums, like, he was a fucking loser with a capital L, but I, he wanted to do better, he would tell me, I want to do better, I just can't figure out how, I don't know how to be better, and so... We started off as friends because I wanted to help him because I remember when I was in my funk and I was depressed and shit like that and I had lost my goddamn mind. Somebody had extended the olive branch to me. It wasn't a male. Um, like, it wasn't like a relationship, but it was a friend who was like, bro, like, I know you got potential. Like, you smart. Like, you know, take care of yourself. And it helped me get, they lead me, they led me to get the help that I needed, right? And I became, I got out of that. So I wanted to pay it for it like somebody did it for me. So we started off as friends because I'm like, ain't no way I'm dating a nigga that's like depressed. Like he has given up on life. And like he even said it before he wanted to die. He didn't care. So um, once he was trying to get out of his depression, his dad died. Like he found his dad in the apartment like dead. He he walked past his dad and he was like, I think my dad was dead, but I didn't know. But when he came back home, his dad was in the same spot and his body was like cold. So he found his dad dead. So that took a toll on him. So that first year of us like kind of just being friends, like it was tough, but I was helping him. Like I was like, okay, you're going to go to this, you're going to go to this therapist. Cause you know, my mom's a psychiatrist. So I know all the hookups and stuff with the therapists and stuff like that. So I'm like, you're going to go to this therapist. You're going to go see this psychiatrist. You're going to go over here to get this help for your drinking. You're going to do this. We even got deep into religion. I'm like, okay, you're going to fast. You're going to pray this specific prayer, this specific Bible script, and it's going to help you be disciplined. Like a lot of stuff, like pouring in a lot. Like I was his mom. Cause I feel like that's something a mama would do. So I was helping him. I was, I would like tell him to download different apps. Like, okay, did you brush your teeth? And I would even do that. I'd be like, did you brush your teeth today? Did you wash your face? Did you take a bath? Did you clean up your room? Because, you know, that's part of your mental health. Did you eat today? Like, he was starving himself. I'm like, did you eat? And then once we, he started getting better with that, it's like, okay, okay, you got to sacrifice one, drinking or smoking, but you can't do both. Okay, he stopped smoking. Okay, so then, then we worked into drinking. Okay, you can't drink no more. One drink a week. 
instead of like drinking, 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 like you can't do that no more. And then he, he stopped drinking and he started smoking. So that was like the first year, but it was a lot going back and forth. Cause when you addicted to something is you don't just snap your fingers and be done. <laughs> But, oh, and he didn't, he didn't have a car. So like these classes and these therapy sessions and stuff like that, I was still working on the Met team. So I was picking, I was leaving, like I was waking up every morning at three o'clock to get to Spring Valley, do my job on the Met team, leave, go to his house. He was like 20 minutes away from the job when, and he would be off cause he worked at um, FedEx overnight. So he would get off. He would already be off because he worked overnight. I would leave, leave, get off because, you know, med team get off like at 1.30. So I would leave, go to his house, pick him up, take him to all his sessions, take him to all his classes so he didn't miss it. You know, we off every weekend. So I would try to schedule most of his classes. And I was scheduling them. I was trying to schedule most of his stuff around the weekend so I could really, really help him because I'm like, I, I, at the time I felt like, well, God probably, God made us cross paths for a reason. Like I, I'm here to help him see the potential in himself. So that first year was tough. Like it was a lot of back and forth struggling. I was like, bro, I would never do this. Again. I don't, I don't know why God gave me this task because <laughs> trying to tell a motherfucker, like you're literally killing yourself. Like stop. Like, and them not caring is the toughest thing ever. I would find him drunk, passed out on his stairs of his apartment complex. And I have to, like, it was days like that where I have to pick him up and I'm dragging him in the house. I'm like, come on, come on, take a bath, do this, do that. Like, he was just, like, out of it. And then it got better. And then I think because we had spent so much time with each other, like, we would go out to eat and stuff like that. He asked me to be his girlfriend the first time. I told him no. I was like, no. I was like, uh-uh. I... <laughs> I don't believe in raising men. I don't raise men. And I feel like I have raised you. Like I have taken, taken you in like my little brother or something. And I just, I don't believe in that. I need a man that's financially stable. He knows where he's going in life. He has a clear path. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Um, that he has a clear path in life and he can lead, he can lead us as a family. Like I'm looking to start a family and your ass ain't ready to start a family. And I told him, I'm like, you're not ready to date. Like, not me, not nobody. You shouldn't date anybody right now. You should focus on you. You still trying to get off from your addiction. You trying to get a car. You trying to better yourself. Like, you got a lot going on that you need to focus on you. You don't need to, you don't have time for a relationship. Because a relationship takes time. And you got to pour into that. And I told him, you, you're not ready for a relationship. So, we left it alone. Couple more months passed. He was like, please, please, I, I want you to be my girlfriend. And I was like, no. Like, I kept telling this nigga no. Then eventually, I was like, all right, cool, I'll be your girlfriend. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I was dumb. I was just like, okay, I'll be his girlfriend. Because he had gotten better. He had moved into a new apartment. He was like, his life was coming up. And so I was like, okay, I'll be your girlfriend. So that's the second year of us knowing each other, but the first year of us dating. So... He had gotten better like the second year. He just was like stuck. It was kind of like he was in a point where it was like, okay, what's next? And then that's when I was like, okay, but this is for you to figure out what's next for you. Like I, I've done the work. I've done the first year of getting, helping. I'm not going to say I did the work. He did the work, but I helped guide you. Like now this is your time to be a bird and jump out the nest and fly, figure it out. And 
he couldn't. Like, he just was stuck. And I felt bad, and I was already so used to fixing everything for him. So it was like, okay, you do you want to go to college? No, I don't want to go to college. Okay, well, do you want to go to trade school? Not really, but you need a job. You need to pick up a trade. So we started looking up different things at trade school, and then I would take him up to, like, the little trade schools, you know, to talk to the counselors and stuff to figure out what is it that he wanted to do while he figured out this thing called life, right? And then he's like, okay, I'm going to get into trade school. He just kept procrastinating. Then he got a promotion at his job. Then he became, like, um, a supervisor at FedEx. And I get it. He started putting more in the work than trade school because that money was right there. It was right there and there, you know, versus having having to go to school and wait for the money to come in. He was having the money right then and there. So that um that took place. So um he started focusing on work and you know him being a supervisor, it just took a toll on him, right? But he had a hard time saving money and he would spend his money on video games and then he'll spend his money on just dumb stuff like well I'm not gonna say it's dumb stuff it's stuff he like like anime he just starts spending his money and not saving it and it was like dude you're trying to get a car so this is all within the second year then we go on to the third year which is this year um and it just was the same like I had gotten tired Raven and mind you like so throughout the duration of our relationship I've been pregnant two times and I have lost both of the babies like I have miscarried because I have just gotten so stressed out with taking care of him he was the he was the first kid he was like my first child like he would stress me out like he would have his ups and downs where he'll start back drinking and then he passed out and then he over there hanging out with his cousins that are not good influences on him but he a grown man at the end of the day but still like so now I'm worried and stressed out about you. Or every time he go hang out with his friends or his cousins, like these are not good people who care about your mental health, who who cares about you because they going through their own shit. So they encouraging you to drink, knowing you you're you're a recovering alcoholic, really. Like <laughs> you can't be drinking. You don't know what. Oh, I just have one. One turns into another one, another one, and another one, and then you passed out somewhere and you don't even know where the fuck you at. Then he started missing work. Then he started getting trouble at work. And it was just a lot. And I, not I think, like, towards the last year, this year, I just was tired, Raven. Like, and that that's just surface level of everything I've been through. Like, if I really just sat down and thought about all the stuff that I've been through with him and all the stuff I went through in the relationship, it would be a lot. It would be, anybody would be like, yeah, bitch, you, you should have been left this nigga. And I, and. I felt like that, but also I felt like I put in so much into him. Why start over? Because who, who's to say that I'm going to find somebody better than this? Who's to say that this is not my Cinderella story? Like, it just was a lot going on, and I just felt like, well, I had already put so much into him. One, I felt like I'm not going to leave him and he fuck around and realize he should have been a better person or a better man, and then... He going to be Prince Charming for another bitch. Like, that was part of the reason why I didn't leave. I was like, fuck that. I put so much into this goddamn relationship, into this human being, not even a relationship. I put so much into this one person 
I'd be damned if somebody else reaped the benefits of my hard work. Like, that's crazy. And I was like, no, I'm not giving up my position. I'm not giving up my spot. And then, too, I mean, when we were good, we were really, really good. But when we were bad, we were bad. But, like, towards the end, I just got tired. I was tired. I was burnt out. I was just like, I'm tired, man. I ain't got no more to pour into you. I've poured so much into you that I completely forgot about myself. Like, even when I was, like, working on my website, some of the stories, some of the blog posts that I had already did was from fucking 2020. Like, I I completely dropped everything that I told myself I was going to do, and I promised myself to pour into him that before I knew it, three years had went by just like that in the blink of the eye, and I have poured everything into this man, and I had not received anything in return. It wasn't like you pouring to me, I pouring to you. No, I was just, it was all about him. And I felt like the reason why I said I would never talk to him again, and I don't blame him because, like I said, I'm an adult and I know better. I'm smart enough. I'm not dumb. I'm not going to sit up here and be the victim. But I just feel like towards the end, when I got tired and I got drained, and so I start kind of getting in, I start getting to my funk like, I really didn't want to talk to him every day. Like, I, I some days, but not every day. Because I was just disappointed in myself. And I just felt like, instead of reassuring me that I didn't, I didn't waste my time pouring into you. And that this relationship was going to be everything that, you know, we probably wanted it to be. It wasn't perfect, but it was going to be alright for us. Instead of him, like, letting me know, like, how grateful he is. And, you know, stuff like that. This nigga, like... He tried to make it seem like I was a bad girlfriend. Like, oh, you don't call me. You don't text me. You don't communicate. You're not a good communicator. I've been asking you for a whole year to learn how to communicate with me. And it's like, nigga, I'm tired. Because every time I communicate, I'm being a fucking mama. I'm fussing. Did you smoke today? Did you drink today? Did you do this? Did you do like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't care no more. Like, how about you pick up the phone and call me? Ask me how my day was. Ask me you know, what, what moves am I going to make? You know, ask me, babe, did you go to the gym? Or, you know, pour into me. Are you staying, are you staying on going to the gym? Like, Raven, you would hold me accountable more about going to the gym than he would. And this is the person I poured into for three years. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you could call me, babe, did you go to the gym? Did you at least write one blog today? Did you work on your website? Did you do your podcasting? Did you do your, your video stuff? Are you saving money? Like, well, what do you got going on? Like, I was looking for that, and he didn't do it. And all he could think about was how much I fell back from him. And to me, that was selfish in the end. Like, all you could think about is, oh, you're not pouring into me. And instead of asking me, like, what's wrong or what's going on, it was just more so, you're not checking on me. You're not calling me. So, basically, because I'm tired and I'm not pouring into you anymore, I'm a bad girlfriend. And so, when it came to the end and we were both talking and explaining it to each other, he really held his nuts on me. Like, he really flipped that, he really flipped that shit and tried to say, like, when I was explaining to him, he tried to keep saying, like, oh, well, you don't know how to communicate. You don't know how to do this. Like, nigga, the only reason we have been together for so long is because I'm, I'm the only one who knew how to work through the problems, who knew how to, like, when we were getting to it, 
it was always a I'm right, you wrong situation. And I'm the one that had to explain to him, it's not about being right or wrong. Like, we both can have valid points. But the thing is, as a couple, I need to understand your perspective and you need to understand mine so we can move forward and, you know, learn how to respect each other's boundaries. That's really what it's about. But I don't know. Like I said, he really held his nuts on me towards the end when I stopped investing into him and pouring into him. And he tried to make it seem like it was an equal thing. Like when I was telling him like how I wasn't happy and, you know, he hadn't made no progress. Like he still hadn't gotten a car. And I was telling him just different stuff like that's And you know, Raven, we drive, you drive and my, I drive like, I get tired of sitting in traffic and stuff like that. Driving is draining. Like I don't mind driving, but when I'm back and forth to work and stuff like that, like when he be like, Oh, let's go out here. Let's go out there. But so I got to get in my car, go pick you up, drive to the place, drop you. Huh? No, I'm saying, like, if we would go out on dates or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain to him why I do want to go out on dates with you, but I'm tired I'm tired of being the only one driving. Like, I got to go pick you up from your house, leave my house, drive 20, 30 minutes to your house, then drive 20, 30 minutes to the place, then eat, then <laughs> drive back to your house, drop you out or if he decided you know if i've been like oh you could spend night in my house you know what i'm not tripping or drive back home at the end of the day the nigga gotta get back to his house so i gotta take him back home like that's that's a lot plus the driving that i do to go back and forth to work i want to be a passenger princess i don't want to do all the fucking driving like that shit tiring and it's not about oh i give you gas money fuck the gas money nigga i don't want to be the only one driving and he didn't understand how that was tiring for me. He didn't understand how at the end of the work week, I'm tired. I just want to sit in the house. I really don't even want to go nowhere because I've had a, I got a, I got a stressful job. I got an asshole for a boss. I work around people like the, the job that I do. And you know, Raven, human resources, like people are always wanting shit from me. Nobody even say, Hey, how you doing? How your day? It's always Neri, can you fix this problem? Neri, can you fix that problem? Can you fix my problems for me? That's all I do is fix people bullshit and problems all day. And you know the store I work at. It's like a fucking daycare. It's like a high school and a daycare. She hit me. This person hit me. This person was mean to me. I want to write a statement. I want to call Melissa. I want to do this. I want to do... Like, it's just fucking juvenile. So, I work a stressful job. I drive far, back and forth. And then, you want to talk about a date night? And even though he was paying for everything, it don't matter. Like, I got to get up, get ready, go get your ass, go to the place, take you back home or we go back to my house. But then the next day, I got to get back up out of my bed to take you back home so you can go to work, you know? And it's just stuff like that was frustrating for me. And he all he could say was like, oh, we don't communicate and... We're not having sex as much as I want to. Like, nigga, why do I want to fuck you right now? Like, I'm just being very vulnerable right now. Like, why why would I want to? I'm tired. You ain't make no progress in your life. We've been together three years. Where is your vehicle? Where is your car to take that stress off of me? Where is your car? No, I don't want to fuck you. Go get a car. Why haven't you saved money to go get a car? So, yeah, no, I don't want to fuck. I, I don't feel, I don't, I, I don't. 
feel that intimacy between us because I'm frustrated. I'm irritated because you didn't do what you said you were going to do. And I poured all this stuff into you and you're not, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. And it's just like, nah, like, so that's why, like, I may see little stuff. And of course I spent three years with him, right? We just broke up what two weeks ago. So of course I'm going to say little stuff and see stuff that I'd be like, oh, I kind of miss him. But I would never, and I mean that, I will never pick up the phone and call this man. I would never say nothing else to him. I don't care. Like, it's nothing for us to talk about because I feel like, I just feel like he a hoe. He a hoe at the end of the day for for me to express how I felt and for him to say, like, yeah, I ain't happy in a relationship either and... Yeah, I'm not, I'm, my, my stuff not being, I'm, my needs not being satisfied. It's like, nigga, I built you. I made you into a better man. And all you had to do was get a fucking car. That's the only part you had to do in a whole entire fucking relationship. And you gonna talk about your needs and your wants. And I'm not saying you can't have them, but please, cut me some fucking slack, dude. Like, I just don't feel like he understand where I was coming from. Huh? He is. He's very narcissistic. That's what exactly, Raven. Like selfishly, like I fucking. Exactly. Exactly. Like right now, like right now, like that's how I was at first. Like, hey, baby, we can do this. I'll ask. Like I told him, what I ask him? Maybe you apply for some jobs. 
The nigga tell me yes, and he tell me no. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I tell him, like, baby, like, sometimes I'm off the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, I tell him, like, he, like, he said right now, he don't like the way he looks. You know what I mean? And I was just like, well, baby, you gonna go to the gym? You know what I mean? Like, but I'm not, I'm not checking for you. I'm not ducking, like, I'm not checking about he did this, he did that. I'm gonna do it as, like, a regular talking to you. That's what it was. Like I it's like nigga, I raised I raised you for three fucking years and it's like I just wanna be in a relationship now. Like I don't wanna have to raise you. And don't feel bad hearing that you did all that. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I like me personally, every time I do something like nobody and i that's what that's what i said like it's fuck him and you know you block like dude i would never talk to you again i don't care if i see you on fire fuck you nigga like i wasted three fucking years of my life fuck you but at the same time i learned to never ever do this if he i used to say this in high school so i don't know how i turned into this bitch but i used to say if you walking we ain't talking and so I, I should have stuck to that. As soon as the nigga said, I don't got no, oh, okay, well, bye. Well, shit, call me when you get a car. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, going to those lessons with Spencer and the niggas after him taught me a lot of lessons that made me a better person and woman than I am today. Yeah, it taught you a lot about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, like, love, like, not saying you don't love yourself, but it's just that you can love more about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, love all your flaws and all. Yeah, I definitely you know, walked away like, feeling like that. I was like, I you right. I definitely walked like, away. Yeah, that's how I walked like, away feeling like, damn, dude, like, raw, wow, really, like, and I'm not even gonna feel like I'm not even gonna lie, like towards like maybe that week, maybe that week, I was kind of 
looking at my phone. Because whether I blocked him or not, we got text apps. You got fake shit. And I'm like, damn, this nigga really not... He not going to reach out. He not going to regret. Like, he not going to see all the shit that I did. Like, the fact that he was just so selfish and he really feel like it was equal. Like, he really feel like, yeah, you weren't doing your part either as a girlfriend. So, yeah, we just need to go on separate. Like, that's crazy to me. It's like, no, nigga, I'm drained. You have sucked the life out of me. You have sucked every ounce of every every love, patience. You have sucked it out of me. I'm dry. And I need you to give me just an ounce, a little bit of a little bit of water. I just need you to pour a little bit of water into me. And I guess that was the thing too. It's like, dude, I've been patient with you for three fucking years. Let let's say I did have an attitude, right? Like I did. I wasn't calling him like he was asking me to call him. Or if even when he did call me, sometimes I wouldn't always answer the phone or text him back. But bro, I have. He say it's a year. I don't feel like it was a year. Because I was too busy pouring into him. But I feel like, let's say I did have six months of a, a bad month. Nigga, you had three years of bad years of going back and forth to your addiction. Doing this, doing that. Like, just doing all type of crazy shit. And I never once gave... I think that's my thing. I never gave up on you. I, ne- I never left your side. No matter how frustrated. No matter how irritated. How many tears I cried. How many times... I always just begged you to be a better person. I like prayed for you. And it's like, I never gave up on you. I never left you. I never left your side. You have never, it's like, dude, you was never by yourself through your growing pains. But I started having growing pains and you left. You was like, fuck it. This too much. I can't deal with this shit. I'm gone. What? And that's when I realized I got to know my self-worth because uh, niggas know they self worth. Like he was gone. He was like, "Fuck it, uh, uh-uh. uh, you ain't treat me how I want to be treated. I'm no, gone." They don't like, no, he's not. He was. But my thing is, that ain't knowing his self worth. Like a real man who knows his self worth is gonna appreciate a woman who doing all this shit back to back. Like I'm not gonna lie, like Xavier asked, like nigga was so. And on top of that, Raven, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant, and he know I'm pregnant. He knows that. I want to say. Stubborn. He knows I'm when he And job, when I asked like, him, when I fucking Daddy, asked him, baby, I said, it, he you know, okay, so let me back up. So he knew I was pregnant, right? So I asked him, I said, before I got pregnant, this was like a month before I got pregnant. I said, the, the last time he came to my house is when I got pregnant. The last time when he came to my house is when I got pregnant. So I asked him, I said, so... You don't just wake up one day and decide you don't want to be with somebody no more. You don't just wake up one day and decide you don't love them. So, what what happened? Like, did you know? Did you feel this way when you came to my house and we fucked and I got pregnant? And this nigga told me yes. He told me I did not try to get you pregnant. But yeah, I was feeling this way. I, I felt like I didn't want to be with you no more. But I came over there and I came in your house because I wanted to have sex. I wanted to fuck. <laughs> he told me this while I'm carrying his child. He told me this. So to me, basically, you use me. You use me for your own satisfaction. And you didn't think it would turn into a responsibility. But now I'm pregnant. So how am I supposed to feel? With a man that I've poured 
three years into a relationship. I've given you everything. And now I'm pregnant with your child. And you tell me that it's, well, one, of course, obviously, it's an accident. But you tell me the last time you came to my house and you looked me in my eyes and my face and you told me you love me and you care about me and we proceeded to have sex, that that's not how you really felt. You just wanted to fuck. And then we continued the relationship after that. I'm, a mo I'm one month pregnant. We continued the relationship after that. So, you're not telling me that another woman didn't pop up. And now you want to you wanna continue. You want to move forward with her. But you can't. At the moment, you couldn't because I'm here. So, you feel like, well, if I just break it off with her, I'm not technically cheating. Which, you're not. We're not together. You can do whatever you want to do. But, you couldn't think of, of that. You couldn't think to do that a month ago. Like, even after we fucked, you continued the relationship, nigga. So, that's what I be talking about, bro. The nigga is selfish. And, and, and that's what it be for me. It'd be the selfishness for me. It'd be the... It, it, that's what it is. It's selfish. And that's why it's fuck him for life. And I'll never speak to him again. Because all that I get... It's just like... This whole relationship, I was selfless. Not selfish one time. I gave to you. Even when, even when he did me dirty, Raven. I gave... To this nigga. I poured into him. Didn't hesitate. Walked him through his shortcomings with me. I guided him through how to fix his shortcomings with me. Like how fucking low. You know what? I'm the loser. <laughs> how fucking low and insecure. How, how, how low of my self-esteem and insecure that I am as a woman. That I helped this nigga with his shortcomings with me. I guided him on how to fix it with me instead of telling him, figure it out. I showed him how to fix it with me. What what you could do to make me happy to let me know that you're apologetic for your actions. <laughs> I was his mama and his girlfriend. And the moment I got tired, it was fuck me. And I'm done. And I, I, I I'm gone. And that's why I say it's a thin line between, well, for me in my world, it's a thin line between knowing your self-worth and settling. Because social media and these people, these motherfuckers will tell you, oh, Tyler Perry, oh, if he can only pay your light bill, that's fine. I'm not dealing with no more niggas and their shortcomings. Either come with it or, hey, I'll be by myself. I'd rather be by myself. I won't hurt me. I know that for a fact. But that's why I tell people and I tell so many young girls, girls might love yourself, man. Love yourself. Put yourself first and love yourself. And the first red fucking flag, you leave. Don't ignore it. 
Don't say, oh, I could turn it into a green flag because you cannot leave. But that's the end of this story. <laughs> and that's the end of this podcast. But yes, know yourself or and love yourself. And I'll see y'all next time.